This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin? Sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Goal! post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! Hold me, Dan. Hold me. We we don't really or have never really done this sort of episode before. Just really a how-you-feeling sort of pod. The presser will deal with Ben Garner batting everything away on Friday, as he always does, where he'll talk about, you know, not focusing on anyone's results. Not even looked at the table, to be honest with you, Sean. Um, but, but we have, and we will discuss the games that impact us, and of course, Swindon's own game against Walsall. Dan, do you know how I know it's a big game? Go on, Mitch. Why is it a big game? Because the local media are after Dan Hunt's beautiful face. <laughs> oh, tune into Points West on Friday, everyone, to see me face off with a Bristol Rovers fan I've never met. Was it? Was he good? Not a Scooby. They're filming with him tomorrow. <laughs> He won't be. He won't be. He'll take more takes. Yeah, my my accent's better. It's a fantastic accent. Um, something that I've noticed in the build-up of this week, while everyone is just sitting here staring at the clocks, because of the bank holiday, I've got to be honest, I'm a day ahead of myself, so it's not going as slowly for me as it, it is for others. You know, already Wednesday at time of recording. By the time you're listening to this, listeners, most of you are into Thursday. So, you know, happy days. But something that was brought to my attention on the Low Strangers WhatsApp group, and I've seen it afar. Crazy bets. <laughs> Bet responsibly, everyone. But lots of lots of people, including yourself, Dan, really going in for the if this goes our way, I'm gonna I'm gonna profit from it too. I love exactly. it. A nice little 267 to one shot for me. <laughs> uh, I've seen others have gone even harder and I've gone for like all wins rather than some teams to win on win and draw. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, it is a 267 to 1 shot, isn't it? Because that Bristol Rovers Scunthorpe <laughs> game, it's going to be half of Scunny's youth team and a few players trying to get a contract for next year. 
they're going to get five or six, aren't they? Yeah, even our good friend Anthony Grant, he got hauled off at half time against Orient. Not sure why, but he's been an unused sub in the two games that followed. So Grant in the uh, in the ninety first, maybe I don't know. Would they use him? Well, knowing Grant to the pod like we do, he's he's got to be begging to play this game, surely. <laughs> knowing knowing Grant that I do, he's probably super relaxed about the whole <laughs> well, thing. Well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you he's who's probably... not super relaxed. Me and you on the giddy pre-presser episode. Mm, pre-presser, how are you feeling episode. So, Dan, how are you feeling? Um like we're on the verge of something that could be absolutely bloody wonderful but what just puts the skids under that slightly is the well hang on what if it's a bad day Uh, but no no no, I I am actually feeling very positive with that nervousness Um, just that blanket I mean two sides of the ground in red and white I bought 50 red balloons That'll guarantee the win. Got some red face painting. Oh, you haven't. I, well, I'm taking Litman, and I say so it's more more of a fun day than a beer day uh, in this car. The the photographer will find you, and <laughs> if it goes wrong, they will see your glum face on the back of the advert <laughs> this next week. So just so you know, they only look for face paint. Okay, well, I, I'm willing to become a Swindon icon or. Sutton United icon, whatever you want. Um, but no, the fact we've got that following and probably another five, 600 more in the home ends as well. Shh, don't tell Warsaw. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm more confident about this game than I was uh, the Barrow game. Barrow, I just had in my mind the whole time, this is the game that was it will go wrong. If any game was going to go wrong on the run-in, it was Barrow at home. Mm. But fair play. That's interesting. Yeah, no... Um... We should have absolutely battered Barrow. Mm. Um, they were they were reasonably. But tell well me, you didn't get that sinking but... feeling when the set piece came in, and we still had a high line defensively. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember saying that, that is a high <laughs> line. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to go there again on high lines, but please, Ben, no. review it. Um, yeah. But yeah, just having missed all those chances, and then the set piece comes in one one, and you're thinking, no, this is such a good opportunity. Seeing all the other results going our way. But yeah, maybe that's what's making this Swindon team a bit different. There's been some real clutch moments late in games. Bradford City penalty to win 2-1. Um, the Barrow, you know, immediate response from really These things do add up. I remember saying that after the Bradford game on the podcast. Um, all these little crucial moments you look back at. And um, who knows what moments to come at Warsaw. 3,500 Swindon Town fans, Wink. others watching it from the uh, the French Chateau end at the <laughs> Bet Scots, at the Bank Stadium. Yeah. An incredible turnout. One that's, you know, we, we took a thousand less to Elland Road yeah. in, in when we beat them 3 0. So um, I, I do wonder when was our last away day in the league? With such a big attendance, it had to be one of the Coventries. I think it's that be, um, it? was it. Kevin McDonald's first game, wasn't it? Was that three thousand eight hundred or something like that? So that's still that's still. Oh yeah, years. we're in that bracket. This is this is mammoth, and we would have taken. Yeah. You know, we would have taken five. I'm sure of it. And this is the best Scott too. You know, Rico is soulless, but it's yeah. still 
<laughs> it's a massive away end, really, isn't it? So it's 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 an incredible achievement. And I gotta say, and I and I don't think I'm alone here, and I guess it's tiptoeing towards elitism, I suppose. But when I bought this ticket six weeks ago, it was never about promotion, it was never about playoffs, it was about acknowledging this quite you know, emotionally driven season. Mm. And if we were 10th right now, I I would still be, you know, really looking forward to this day and this game and acknowledging Bengana and his side and Ben Chorley, who signs who signed a lot of mm-hmm. these players, for what has been a heck of a, a season. And I, I was absolutely amazed with the with the mild scramble for tickets on social media because mm. I thought, cool, everyone must be going that wants to go to this. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge away following. But obviously, the Barrow game creating the, you know, there's something definitely riding on this created that that much interest. But six weeks ago, it was never about whether we would be in the automatics playoffs or below that line. It was about just seeing off the end of the season, and now we're hoping to prolong it. Oh, absolutely. And these these games come around so infrequently. We were chatting before we pressed record, Rich, right? You've supported town for 30-odd. I've supported town for 28 years. How many last days can you think of like this? I can only really think two, and that was 2009-10, where we went up to Millwall and briefly were in second place for about 10 minutes, and then Millwall were, and then Leeds snatched it. And then, uh, obviously, the last day against Warsaw, ironically, um, where the draw got them the title and Swindon third place. So, yeah, you, I know I love this phrase on the pod, but try and drink it in and really enjoy it amidst the, the nervousness and the, well, hopefully the chaos if a goal goes in. Because, yeah, these, these are special, special days. And who knows, you might have what follows. You might have five years halfway up League One where it's a bit dull, right? So drink it in. Enjoy it. I am. I am going to. I agree that we should go there and just enjoy it. We're not going to do that. (laughs) Everyone's going to have a a pow or somebody behind them saying, Scunthorpe has scored. What? (laughs) (laughs) You know know that's going to happen. Well, at the very least, Rich... We're not. It's not like 2005 where you're relying on SMS messages and then there's just misinformation and then you know people get in a panic or they celebrate, but when it's not true, I think in the smartphone era, this is going to be an easier to follow last day for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was partly responsible for the uh, faux celebration in Barry. the away end at Bristol Rovers, oh, Bristol Rovers. Uh, in 2007 when somebody showed someone near me, it might have even and I saw it, that showed that I think Wickham had scored or Wickham had conceded. It involved Tommy Mooney. Mm-hmm. Obviously Swindon could have got promotion on that day. We lost um Ricky Lambert. Very what a goal. By Ricky Lambert. Yeah. Great goal. Um but if results still went our favour, I think we still would have gone up. And that caused that ripple and it was one of those sort of text messages. So I don't know what <laughs> happened there, but I certainly was in the early stages of the celebration. Absolutely. And I've 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 learnt my lesson firmly. Um fifteen <laughs> years on, I still think about that and my toes curl. Yeah. Um so so yeah, that it, it is it's just such a 
insanely good turnout and Walsall will be mildly embarrassed I'm sure <laughs> when when they see it and they'll absolutely love every minute of it if Swindon get tonked and results go against us mm. so um let's let's have a look at the games that impact Swindon yeah, be yeah. it if it's um automatic promotion just could you even imagine I'm not going to work Stop for it, several yeah. days um if that happens I'm on holiday next week for the whole week so uh, Dan's on well the beers, full stop. Well done. I don't know what I'm going to do. So Harrogate have Sutton. So we need Harrogate to take points from Sutton to give us a little bit of breathing space. I'm not confident there. Not what I, not what I saw of Harrogate the other week. But then they went and beat Forest Green. Football's a mad game. Exactly. And Orion could do us a favour at home against Tramia. I so think those they the, will do us a favour. Yeah, those are, that's the two games that we're looking down on because Swindon can't go into this game going a draw will do and that I it wasn't until today that I think I saw more messages of people's nerves because we can't go there and just sort of like okay that's that's well, I mean, not that we go out to draw. We've never done that away from home this season. No, That's no, no, one no. thing for sure. But we we haven't got that luxury. So Sutton score early on. And the away end is going to be very, very nervous. I can't wait for this, Dan. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> what I will say to that point, though, Rich, is actually you look at the likely team for Saturday. You've got two attacking fullbacks, three quite diminutive attacking, you know, out and out footballers in midfield, and a genuine front three of forwards. So I don't think Swindon really have got the option to just do a sit in. Uh, they won't do that. They're, no, no, that would no, be no, the no, first no. time well, this year they'd ever done that. No, but conversely, if they do go out and do their thing and we don't score, you know what this Swindon team can be like. <laughs> it can it, it can be still methodical, but we'll start getting a bit nervy and all yeah. that jazz. And it, oh. Well, you look around the pitch, this is where you want some experience, even if that's youthful experience. And... Um, down the spine of the team, Conroy in his mid-20s, Andalo's, what, 24 now. Reed and Payne are both quite experienced for the race. I, I don't think this Swindon side is going to go to pieces. Um, but like you say, there, there is a scenario where we play well, miss a few chances, and then Warsaw score a set piece. And then you are <laughs> then you are going to need to see the character. And we have shown, shown plenty of character this year, and especially away from home. And I think the way the crowd reacted at the county ground to the Barrow equaliser yes. and the way the crowd reacted to the Iandolo sending off and Forrest Green getting a goal back, it does feel like, you know, the crowd have been in fully supportive mode. That The, the sort of Harry McCurdy pep talk has worked worked wonders. So, yeah, I, I think the crowd, if we, if we do go 1-0 down, I mean, anyone listening, just get behind them. Be even louder. Because that is exactly when... They need you. Absolutely. Dan, do I wear one of those um, Swindon Town bucket hats do you on own Saturday? One? I, I, I own one of each. Ooh. I've never wore them, and I'll tell you why. Because I look like an absolute idiot in them. <laughs> but very good quality, but I look like an idiot. Um, so I've never wore it. I think Dare the sun's I. out, right, on the weekend? And I'm wearing it. Get it on your head. Come on. Shall I be different and wear the home one just to be different? No, we're away. Stick the away yeah, one. So a potato print. Okay. Yeah, it's come on. Okay. But yeah, I mean, back to Warsaw. And they are a team that carry frets. I think we saw that at the county ground in the first 20 minutes. Um, you know, big gangly forward, Wilkinson. 
who had a quite long running battle with Brandon Cooper that night. Uh, the sort of nippier, smaller forward Miller um, has got 11 or 12 goals this year. He's got a bit about him. Who was the left winger? Tyree Shade. He looked good for half hour. So I think going forward, Warsaw can hurt you. And actually, since they changed managers, they've only lost one home game. And they've won six, I think, when I did my little count up mm, yesterday. So yeah. they're good at home and they've beaten a lot of teams in and around the playoffs at home. Port Vale, they beat recently, yeah. didn't they? 2-0. Until that quite remarkable game at the county grounds, we'd never beaten Michael Flynn, um, a Michael Flynn team. Obviously, that's Newport. Yeah, yeah. But we, we hadn't beaten them, I don't think, anyway. Maybe once, I don't yeah. know. I remember a stat from a previous presser or an episode yeah, yeah. where it, it was quite um quite worrying and then we we smashed them and even then that beating was sort of out of the blue because they were either winning one nil or losing one nil yeah, for yeah. a month or so before the other thing the other thing i was going to say just that the warsaw back line that night was one of the worst i'd seen at the counting ground for a long long time montfer um who were the other two big lads? They were all massive defenders. Then a Yesse was playing, oh, wasn't God, he? Yeah. But they were so immobile, like turning circles of battleships. So I, th- I still think McCurdy, Davis and Barry, Payne and Williams in behind. I still think Town score two or three, even if Wars will give us problems. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, a lot. what's Warsaw's motivation, really? I've seen a few Warsaw fans tweeting about wanting to get Port Vale out out of the playoffs. <laughs> but I, I'm not sure that's enough for them to uh, roll over and die. There's always this argument that these players are fighting for their careers and contracts. And frankly, I think Flynn probably knows who he's keeping and who he's letting go. And I imagine those players have a, a decent idea of that too. Yeah. So well, just get rid of the whole defence. Get rid of the whole defence. I, I, I mean, I made that mistake against Barrow saying, you know, you know, that surely on the beach, but turns out you know their manager wants to keep their his job and <laughs> players might want to be there too and I was I don't think I was wrong I, I genuinely believe we should have been out of sight against Barrow and it just went oh, a mass- bit nerdy yeah at the end. so many missed chances I was sat in a bar at, uh, on the beach in Lisbon someone's Chateau going well. in Lisbon um, hey well done no well stag do last weekend um, and yeah, it just felt such a Swindon thing, like mischance, mischance, mischance. And I said to my friend, 30 seconds before they scored, this has got 1-1 written all over it. But maybe that's just me thinking like old Swindon. The thing I didn't account for was the fact Reedy was going to do his lovely little shimmy touch, slotted in. This team's got a bit of something different in it. Something that tells me we're going to have a good two or three weeks. Please. But we are not there yet, and no, I, I do, not. I, I do agree that Orient could do us favors, and as could Harrogate. But the only, the only team that can do us favors is ourselves when it comes to just maintaining our place in the playoffs. In terms of doing the impossible, we need Barrow to do us a favor against Northampton. You know, stranger things have happened. We need Mansfield um, to drop points against Forest Green Rovers. I mean, that could easily be 2-2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easily. Yeah. And we need Exeter to win the league against Port Vale. I think that's completely be plausible. Useful. Yeah, that would be Port Vale's fourth defeat on the trot. 
if they lose that one. And the coupon buster is, of course, Bristol Rovers hosting Scunthorpe. I mean, if we were the Lowe's Pirates um, and we were we were covering oh. Bristol Rovers, it would be very hard not to have genuine thoughts of automatic promotion if I was a Bristol Rovers fan. Let's see what happens yeah. there. Because I think... I, I only think I'd say... Like, so Barrow at home for us was a genuine banana skin because they were still, you know, they still turned out, they played fairly well. They've beaten enough teams this year. Scunny with six, 18, 19 year olds plus Anthony Grant doing his best. I, 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 I'm going to go on record now and jinx this. Bristol Rovers can't lose that match. Wink. No, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. But I'm not taking it seriously, but I do find myself thinking about it before going to sleep. Um, about all the results going our way and then Lewis Ward or Jojo Wallacott going up in the 97th minute and um, kind of reverse Jimmy Glassing's, you know, scoring, but for promotion instead of surviving relegation. Um, But yeah, there's a a few little particulars. So, for example, goal difference. You've got to talk about goal difference. We've currently got a better goal difference than Sutton United by six. So if we lose and they draw, we stay above Sutton. If we draw and Tranmere win, that puts us both on 75. Unless they win 9-0, then we'd stay above Tranmere with those two results as well. Similar with Port Vale. If they lose to Exeter and we draw at Warsaw, we're definitely... Yeah, because they would have lost. Yeah, so we've currently got the same goal difference as Port Vale. But if they lose, their goal difference gets worse. So we draw, Port Vale lose, we go above Port Vale. There's a few, yeah, little little bits like that. If Mansfield draw and we win, we go above Mansfield because their goal difference is five worse than ours. If Bristol Rovers lose and we win, we go above Bristol Rovers because their goal difference is five worse than ours. So these are all the things I've been agonising over this week. There's, yeah, probably there's a lot to sort more out. Sensible agonizing than what I've been dreaming of (laughs) (laughs) to be honest with you Dan um I'm still you know a lot of talking I'm still thinking about which bucket hat to wear um which is probably not the priority I think that's a very nice way of putting it to be honest Dan um that what you've just said there pretty much put my mind at ease a little bit but won't stop me from yeah I'll be shaking I'll be shaking in the uh, in the away end um it certainly shows you the value of that you know banging in two more goals at Harrogate for the 4-1, you know, the 5-0 mm. win against Warsaw earlier in the year, those sort of goal difference boosters have given Swindon effectively an extra point over Tranmere, Sutton, Mansfield, Bristol Rovers, unless there's some silly scores going. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we're catching Bristol Rovers, they'd have lost. So our goal difference is guaranteed to be better than there if they win, if we win, sorry. I think... I think on goal difference too, when we did get tonked, which was away at Tramier, we came straight back with, what was it, like 11 goals in three yeah, games? Yeah, I think went Scunthorpe, so, uh, Carlisle, and then the Warsaw game, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So even when we did sort of get our heaviest loss of the season without scoring, that is because, of course, we lost 4-1 at Orient. Um, we, we came Don't back. do a watch-along, Rich, please. No, never again. There'll be no watch long for the rest of this season. Although I say that, no. Um, if if we do make the playoffs, I can't make this Sunday midday one because that's my brother's 40th birthday and it starts at exactly the same time as that game. So I do you am... love your brother, Rich? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, I'll be at that. Yeah. So I, if we are blessed with the playoffs, then I'm hoping for the Saturday evening kickoff um, because I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I've got so, a similar but, sub story, which, um, well, not sub story. I'm going to have a great time. But yeah, I'm away in uh, Southwest Wales watching one of my friends get married. Um, so the Saturday oh, tea time one would be them, isn't it? during the evening, do. And the yeah. Sunday lunchtime one is going to lead to some very awkward conversations with Mrs. Hunt about why we need to leave at 8am on Sunday. <laughs> I'm going to cross that bridge, uh, literally the bridge from Wales through England, when we get to it. Nice, lovely. No, and, you know, <laughs> everyone that I've talked to about this all want the Sunday 12 o'clock kickoff, except me. So um, oh, I'm going to I mean, deal with if there that. was no wedding, I would want Saturday night. Because that's a long day's drinking, that. Yeah, I won't get away with be, that. Be rowdy, but, wouldn't it? But, but are we getting ahead of ourselves? Can we just fantasise over automatic instead? Wouldn't that no, be great? That's not happening. Let's okay. get in the playoffs. Let's do what we need to do. Let's win the game. Don't no, don't get anyone injured, please. I really like this front three. This is a oh, yeah. this is a Wembley winning front three. This it it, it feels like. But then again. Austin, Paint Awards. Paint was half fit. Yeah, okay. Wembley pitch okay. wasn't flat. No. <laughs> no. One particular bit, especially. Hey, Charlie no. Austin's coming back. Yeah, the, the, there's, there's, a, there's a flag that says it. Return of the, the King, That flag yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Return <laughs> of the King. Was he ever the king? Um, we loved him. Was he the king? That's a big title. Can you become a king in 18 months? Um, who, well, yeah. I mean, has anyone had that banner explained? Have you, have you asked yeah, the question, was, Rich? Yeah. Return of the King and make up for the bobble. So not only is it a comeback plea, but it's also a dig. <laughs> so yeah. no, and then because he's been attending matches and it looks like he's leaving QPR, it's just like, is this all happening? And somebody in the town end knows about it. Mm. It would be it would be it would be a remarkable series of events because not only is there a flag that says he's coming back, you know, Steve Hooper the Kit Man you know, publicising it. Mm. What a way to uh, leak that information. I'm sure the club would have been over the moon if it was real. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, just why why would there be a return of the King flag? Unless it was made for Austin coming back to hospitality with Bianca. Um, Poor old Bianca. She gets taken to Swindon Games as a date day. What are you going to do? Hey, what are you going to do? Is there anything in terms of the lineup that needs to be addressed? I mean, there's there's an argument. I mean, the goalkeeper is really... The main bit here, yeah. Iandolo will come in for Odomeo, I would say. Um, goal, we'll focus on the goalkeeper to start with. I don't really want to go into huge amount of detail. We all know what the situation is. Is Jojo fit? If he's not fit, Ward plays. But Ward hasn't done a great deal wrong. It might be that some will see the the effort to keep the goal out against Barrow is not the greatest. But you know, we've seen Wallacott do that at the latter stages of this season. You know, I think. There's been one goal at least I can think of where I thought, oh dear, do we do we stick with Ward at this stage or do we go down, you know, the if you pick your best team and if Wallacott's considered the best goalie in the division and the squad, he plays. Well, you've, you've already made a couple of good arguments there, Rich. And what I would say, as we've entered this latter part of the season, in a, if you'd ask me a straight question, who's most likely to keep this ball out right now I think I'm getting a warmer, fuzzy feeling for Ward to keep the ball out in the net. And I know, you know, he made a bit of a, what, what are we going to call that? A bit of a half mistake for the Barrow goal. 
but he's also made some smart saves and he gives me a little confidence in the air. Whereas I think the argument for Wallacott is that he's better with his feet. He has been a reliable goalkeeper for most of the season. Oh, oh, I think personally, going into a playoff campaign, and I know we're not there yet, I want someone who's going to keep the ball out of the net, even if you lose a little bit with his feet. And penalties are a big deal in end-of-season football, in normal time and obviously... Jojo's got nowhere near any of them this season, has he? And Ward's obviously saved two. I would also say there's an argument for Ward has, you know, played in some of our bigger games this season, you know, televised Mm -hmm. at Forest Green, the Manchester City game, although there was not much he could do. Well, there were mistakes, but... You know, it's still a, a, a very high-stakes game. So th- there's an argument there. But, you know, Jojo Wallacott's gone to Nigeria with with Ghana and qualified for a World Cup that, you know, they perhaps shouldn't have come back from with that. So it's, it, it's a tricky one and it's a headache for Ghana. I'm not going to lose any sleep over who is picked. No. I'm firmly pro Jojo Wallacott over the season. I think he's our best goalkeeper. But Ward hasn't done anything spectacularly wrong. That, however, does give me that, God, just please don't make a big mistake. Well, yeah, you don't don't. wish that on on either of them at such a crucial time. Of course you don't. don't. Either of them are going to have... They're both good goalkeepers. They're both good goalkeepers. One is better than the other. But I think either will have the magnifying glass on them um, probably too much to, if, if there's a post-mortem that's negative um, after this, but we'll, we'll keep the uh, the demons away at this moment in time because because I won't be able to work on Thursday and Friday <laughs> if that's what I'm thinking about. But yeah, to your other points, I think you were saying Iandale Fodomeo seems the obvious choice because um, I mean, Iandale needs to be in that team somewhere. And uh, But the other option, of course, is yeah, Odomeo stays at left back and Iandolo comes in for Johnny Williams. If we want to use Johnny Williams as impact sub kind of vibes. But I, I just think that midfield and front three have been functioning so well. Mm. Um, I would be, yeah, I just want the straight swap, Iandolo for Odomeo. And I, I still think it's harsh on Odomeo that he's he's not playing as a first choice. But here we are. Baudry and Conroy, to their credit, have been superb for a month now. And don't mess with the spine going into a big game. No, I'm I'm in complete agreement. I ended up for Odomeo and, you know, he was limping before, when he was going off and for a few minutes before yeah. he went off. We need those defensive options. Um, Absolutely. If, yeah. we are, if we are to play two or three games after Walsall, Ellis Iandolo will play his 39th game in terms of start. So he'll play his, he'll start his 39th game if he plays against Walsall, which is only a two or three less than all the starts he's made for the, throughout the rest of his career in the league for Swindon, which is insane because there's six other seasons. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I just, well, for, partly for Tyler, I think I think that goal's coming at Walsall, followed by mini pitch invasion. Bucket hats all over the gaff. Bucket hats all over the gaff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, he's actually started 43 games this year, including the Cups, which, given his body's frailties of the previous seasons this is this is the season the young man became you know the seasoned pro yeah i just yeah i want him to i want him to be having testimonials in three years i really really do that would be crazy wouldn't it yeah when when do you have testimonials anymore 
<laughs> Especially at 27, if you're still fit. Yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, someone, someone is going to make themselves very unforgettable if they get that goal at Warsaw, hopefully in the weeks ahead. So. Yeah, he, he needs to address the goatee, but <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not going to judge too harsh on that. Um, but yeah, it, it's made his Dan Design poster look a little bit um, David Brentish, I think. <laughs> For those who know Dan's designs. Uh, yeah, um, I know yeah. the image. And yes, ever so slightly. <laughs> they swindled like little slugs. Yeah, well, we are. And so I embrace our sluggish tendencies, frankly. Um, is there anything else that we need to talk about before? You know, I'm feeling better. I was more nervous before this pod started. You've, you've done well to assure me that if to, to not make the playoffs, we have to be very, very unlucky which will make it hurt even more come Saturday evening if that happens, sure. But until then, I, I feel like I can get on with my week without stressing too much. But Rich, I'm going to flip it around to you. I want your prediction. So, Barrow Northampton, not a score, just who's winning, drawing or losing. I think that I think that's a banana skin for Northampton. Yeah, I, I do think it's a banana skin, but I, I prefer Northampton to go. Do I want to play Bristol Rovers in the playoffs? That is, that is ultimately one At of the Wembley. things that I've been thinking of. And there are various reasons I'm thinking about this. One, the journey. So if we yes. play them, for example, at Wembley, and I live in Bristol, do I want that journey? Does any Swindon fan want that journey, whether they start at Bristol Temple Meads or they get on at Swindon? I don't think so. I don't think the rail service can take it. So um, <laughs> I'm thinking logistics. Why don't I want to play Bristol Rovers? One, I don't want to lose to them. Well, two, we could yet the play over two network. legs, Rick. Over two legs would be would be. Is that your preference to Rovers at Wembley? Mm, I would rather, you know, if if I have to lose, I would rather beat them at Wembley but would rather lose to them over two legs. Um, it depends, really. I mean, I'm what will be will be. The playoffs are what they are. You know, we've took four points from them this season and we played them at their height and we could have beat them when we drew, I thought. You know, I didn't think yeah. Bristol Rovers were particular. I think there were two tired teams that in the end just went, you know what, 1-1, that doesn't do us any harm. So, we'll, you know, when we played Exeter, you felt that Exeter were going to keep going and that just felt like that was on the cards. Bristol Rovers, it it never felt like oh, they're going to do it again now. It just kind of fell flat, unfortunately. So Bristol Rovers are the informed team. So take away any mild rivalry and just put it purely on form. Don't think anyone would want Bristol Rovers. But I want that away day in the league. So if they go up, we have to go up with them. But... Fair play to them. I don't like their manager, but they've come out of nowhere. They've been that team that we thought Mansfield would be, even though they're still there and they've they've just come in. And if Northampton win, it's you know it's theirs. And fair play to them too because we they look terrible at Swindon. Um, that was their first game post COVID. To be fair, I think what Northampton yeah, are is a good team to avoid in the playoffs because they're very set piece focused, two massive oh centre halves. Yeah. Bristol Rovers, please. Yes. <laughs> Bristol um, Rovers, please. So I'm going to go, I mean, yes, I, there is definitely, I mean, we went there and lost two nil. So, you know, what's stopping um, Northampton from going there, dropping points, Mansfield, Forest Green, Forest Green season is spiraling. Luckily for them at the right time. That to me is a draw. Yeah. It feels drawy. Feels Nervy like a game. draw. Yeah, somebody, you know, maybe Mansfield in pandemonium. Mansfield, you know, might be in a better situation for large parts 
and then Forest Green score late on, but it doesn't matter because Exeter are getting a positive result against Port Vale. So um, I think Tramia can definitely fall over. Uh, Orient has discussed. And also, below Tramia's us away the... record is horrid. I think they've only won four games on the road. Yeah, and they were doing. They they were up there most of the season too, weren't they? In my mind, they were anyway. Yeah, I think Swindon yeah. technically are the team that have been there. There was that. Was it was it Sky that provided that graph of the um yeah. of the top ten, and we drop out of it once a couple of weeks ago. Oh my goodness! We're back, yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> ten weeks Tramier <laughs> was second, and they'd only dropped out of the playoffs a couple of weeks ago. So, feel for them. You can't but, just yeah, win at home, Tramier. Come on, can't. No, no, we've tried doing that away, um, and it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then Port Vale, Exeter. I think Exeter will win that. I do as well. But, but I, if I'm if I'm Exeter, I'm nervous because I want to win the title. Um, but I think they're going to win that because Port Vale season is is sort Fizzled. of feels like. It. I mean, they had you know for those who don't know, there were a couple of games in midweek which could have killed my. You know, lingering hopes of automatic promotion, but instead Salford's season was ended, and um, then there was a draw, wasn't there? So it was it kind of kept the dream alive, which you know, for, yeah. for entertainment, it's quite fun. Okay, where are we then? Uh, Swindon Walsall. Yeah, I think I think we'll win. I think we'll win and um, win well, if if that's such a thing. Maybe a nervy bit, but then we, I I I just like a moment of drama, scenes, good positive drama. Um, I, I miss all the good bits in Swindon's history. It would be nice to be in the away end for something, and hopefully that's it. I don't know if I could take like glass gas winners and things like that, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think Swindon win. I just think we're going to go it go at them, and I think things are just going to align nicely. And we're in the green, I imagine, um, because they've not been, you know, because we're we're red and we haven't been promoting the the blackout kit. <laughs> this week so i think we'll be in green yellow and green yeah and um and we'll just if the, if the sun is out we'll get that early season vibes that we that we will treat it to at the start of the campaign where everything seemed to be going right in that kit so that's what i'm looking yeah. for gosh that feels a long time ago okay sutton at harrogate yeah that's a, that's that's a banana skin again I mean, harrogate everyone expects to lose they've their season is over um but I think that could that could end a draw. I think that could end a draw. See, I'm, um, leaning, towards, their last I'm two leaning towards Sutton win on that. They beat they beat Forest Green away last week. They're... I know, but Forest Green play football. Harrogate is a very different test against Sutton. The physical test. I I think Sutton win. Tramio at best draw. So town need to do, look after ourselves. By that logic, we're gonna one of one of the things that's gonna happen is there'll be the the wave of Sutton scored. <laughs> so what's that mean? We're out of the playoffs. Come on, Swindon for you know, forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it, well on the pitch anyway. Calm heads, calm heads, win please. the game. Calm heads everywhere. Calm heads, just just sing songs all round if if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay, so on that logic then, Rich, you've got Bristol Rovers and Northampton on eighty. So Northampton up, Bristol Rovers in fourth Mansfield you said we're going to draw so they're on 77 in fifth mm-hmm. no actually no we would be fifth because we're beating oh, Warsaw according to you yeah Mansfield sixth so we've got a home and away against Mansfield coming up in the rich pull in fantasy world that's mm-hmm. not a very big away end Ugh. Um, 
That's going to be. Who have we got in the playoffs? Mansfield, according to that. Mansfield, and and what day would that be on? Would that be? Oh, fifth, uh, sixth is the Saturday game. Sunday, Thursday, I think. Ah, well, and who would be at home? Swindon. Uh, yes, because we would finish above Mansfield on goal difference if we win. Even in my own. In my own predictions, I'm missing the home <laughs> leg. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to stick by that. And then seventh place will go. You said someone's going to draw. Mm. I think Who's squeezing in? Oh, support Vale, you're saying, are losing at excess there on 75. In, in that case, Sutton would have to win oh, and to go above Port Vale. Well, if Tranmere pull off a surprise at Orient and they'd get 75, but their goal difference is worse than Port Vale's, who are already on 75. Tranmere in the playoffs would be good fun, given the history, wouldn't it? Yes, definitely. And it'll be the Tranmere fans going on about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, something about floodlights going off. Cheer yeah, up, it wasn't guys. that game. It was that well, it wasn't that though, game, wasn't wasn't it? It? Um, I'm just going to do a quick... I'll mention it. What then. size is Mansfield's away end football ground guide? You can edit this out, Rich. I think it's about 16, 1700, which is not enough. Do you not think midweek? Oh, but we want more. Hang on. Hang on. So if we finish above, we get the second leg at home on the Thursday night. 1800 behind the goal. That's probably it won't okay, be enough, actually. but that's, that's okay, yeah. in my opinion. You know, I, w- I, w- I spent the other day going through our League Two home attendances and way attendances, and there are a few games where I was like, oh, is that it? Is that what we took? It felt like much more at the time. So I think I think that's enough for a Wednesday or whatever night in May. Cool. Well, anyway. We'll, we'll sell them all. We'll sell them all and some will miss out, but I don't think it's going to be like the, a 3,500 demand. No, no, no. But yeah, we've got to get there first. Good luck, Swindon. Time. Okay, yeah, we've got good luck, Swindon. More, more musings in the press and more in reaction to what Ben Garner um, has talked about. That'll come in the next 24 hours or so. But until then, Dan, come on, Swindon. Come on, Swindon. Oh, come on, Swindon, please. Good run by him and now match goal. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Referee got in the way, but McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And it's a goal! It's a goal, McLaughlin's 25th minute effort takes a deflection. And Tony Norman's luck runs out. Swindon Town 1, Sunderland nil, and the West Country fans celebrate. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.